Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello, happy Saturday. Jimmy Williams, Paul Hazelby with you on what is a cracking Saturday morning. Hayes, it's great to be alongside you. We'll start with a sports update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13-22-34. How are you, Hayes? I'm going well, mate. Uh, let's just give a big shout-out to all those that have just taken off with the Rottnest Channel Swim. I'm uh, not sure hey. if you've done that before. Maybe we should do it in the future together as a team <laughs> here on Off the Bench, a duo, but not something I'd love to do, but I do have a lot of congratulations to all those that put their name forward and do that swim. Good luck. They're troopers, Hayes. I, oh. I wouldn't be able to do it single-handedly. I'm not even sure if I'd be able to do it as part of a team. I am a terrible swimmer. We I'm would horrible. float good together, I reckon. <laughs> we could just have a floating competition with the right current. We'll go from Perth and we'll end up at Lancelin. Uh, one of my good mates is over there uh, supporting his girlfriend, so I hope they're going well. Yeah, it's and well done to all the competitors over there having a crack. Good on them. Uh, certainly something that I wouldn't be very good at. Speaking of what's happening around the traps, Hayes, a sports update. There's been some footy this week, which is great. Men's football is back. It's pre-season though, Hayes. And I want to get your take because there's been some interesting results. North Melbourne got obliterated by Melbourne. And a couple of other teams have been a bit surprising. What does it mean? How much does pre-season football mean at this stage? You can't win the premiership in February, but you can mm. lose it, to be honest. And you look at a couple of teams that have been absolutely belted. You've got Adelaide and you've got North Melbourne. So they've been working really hard on their plans, on their fitness for all their players. You get to the first test and, and you just want to be in the game. But if you're blown off the park to the tune of what they got blown off the park by, mm. it does raise questions. Do we trust the coaches at the right game plan? How are we going to go? And that's where it's so important to be really calm. Those coaches of those clubs to just have calm, to go back to the drawing board. Don't change too much, but still have confidence in what you put out there. And sometimes just with a few personnel coming back in, it can change your fortunes. But you just want game time into players. You want to work on a few different changes that you've implemented over the preseason. We saw that definitely last night with the Eagles and the Dockers. Well, Hayes, there are there is another story coming out of the AFL. This one's really interesting. It's Mason Cox has been given the green light to wear these prescription sunnies. Now, if you haven't seen them, get online and have a look. They're really interesting. These really dark black sunglasses. He's going to play in them because he's had multiple eye surgeries and it's going to allow him to see better. The AFL says, yep, go on, have a crack. Uh, you're allowed to wear them in games. It's interesting. It got me thinking, Hayes, about Quinton Lynch's glove, Ryan Crowley, the glove. Did you play with anyone that had to wear something because of a of a medical condition or or something else or and how do you think this will affect Mason? Obviously, it's going to be good for him because he'll be able to see better. It'll be great because you could clearly see that he struggled. Remember, he had that uh, prelim final where he absolutely dominated Clunk. against Richmond 2018. Clunk. He was everywhere. And he's mm. sort of fallen off. And you can relate to this because of the eye troubles that he has had. He's like the Horace Grant of the <laughs> yes. AFL. He is an American. He used to use the big goggles. Yeah. They were, I wouldn't call them sunglasses. They, they were absolute goggles. But I think it is important. Look, I played with Ryan Crowley. I played against Quinton Lynch. Probably Matty Carr was one who really struggled with his eyesight. And then he actually got the the contact lenses put in. Okay. And it made such a big difference to him catching the ball. So I don't envy those guys. You need your eyes. Hand-eye in sport is so important. But good luck to Big Mason. Yeah, good luck to Mason Cox. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch those sunglasses on the telly. That's for sure. But, hey, if it's going to help him in Collingwood... 
I'm all for it. Uh, don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Class 13 Don't go anywhere. We'll be back soon. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. It's great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Me, Jimmy Williams, alongside former Frio docker Paul Hazelby. And Hayes, let's get stuck into the dig. Dial before you dig the essential first step. I know you've got one because I can see that look in your eyes and that big smile coming through. What have you got? Well, I've got something strong. And, you know, everybody around the world is protesting at the moment. I've got my own protest. Okay. Let Zach train. Let Zach train. (laughs) So I'm talking about Zach Strom. And I want to give you the backstory here because Zach Strom is 28 years of age. I used to coach him at South Romantle. He came down at 19 years of age. So he missed his, his year to try and get into the state 18s. And none of the AFL clubs have actually been interested in him for the last 10 years. Mm. He's now 28. So Fremantle wanted him to train with them to possibly put him on the supplementary period list. But because he didn't nominate for the draft, he can't train with them or be put on that list, which to me is just not fair. He nominated for the previous eight drafts. So because last year he actually said that I didn't want to clog up the system. I've missed out. I'm 28. My chances are gone. Now, the reason the AFL have that rule that you've got to nominate to, for the prior year's draft is for the reason that they, they don't want it to be exploited. So you've got a kid that's 19, the clubs and players can do a deal behind everybody else's backs and pick up that player if he doesn't nominate for the draft. That's what the rule's been brought in for. But this is not the case here. This is a guy that's nominated for eight years in a row. Wow. He shouldn't be penalised because he's 28 and no clubs have shown any interest. So I'm saying let Zach train. The AFL need to make a big call here. And I've got no doubt if they give a call out to all of the other AFL clubs and say, do you have an issue if Zach Strom, a player that you've overlooked nine times, Mm. gets permission to train with Fremantle and maybe goes on a list? To me, they'd all say, that's terrific. Good luck to the kid. AFL, over to you. Very interesting, Hayes. I respect your comments enormously. Uh, I know that uh, if you play in the state game, does that automatically give you a nomination into You've the mid-season draft? You, you still have to nominate, don't you? still don't have you? to nominate. Because there was some noise around last year before the mid-season draft rolled around that a few of the players playing for Western Australia thought that they would automatically be entered into that mid-season draft because they'd played for WA in that state game, but it wasn't the case. Mm. So I know a few, of the, a few of the players that had to enter that paperwork late luckily got it in in time, and I believe one of them was taken – in the mid-season draft. So, so, so the rule's there for a reason. Mm. We understand the reason. Look, you could have an 18-year-old where he basically just has a deal with the, a club yep. behind closed doors and says, I'm not going to nominate, but next year, pit me up in the SSP or the mid-season draft. Right. You don't want that. No, That's exploitation. Course, right, this but your right point here, is that Zach has had done it for eight years. He just yeah. missed one year's draft nomination. Quick dig from me, Hayes, and it's around Alexander Zverev. This is absolutely bizarre. If you've seen the footage, the audio doesn't tell the whole story. You've got to look at the footage of him whacking this chair umpire. He misses his foot by half a hand. I think he gets him. I think he touches him. I reckon he absolutely touches him. That's assault. He's yeah. actually used his tennis racket as a weapon against an official. What did he get fined? Forty grand. He got forty thousand US. So you know, apply a bit of tax to that. It's probably fifty-five thousand Aussie. He lost his prize money, which right. was thirty thousand. So let's call it a hundred thousand all up. But this was in a game of doubles as well. It wasn't even singles. He must love his teammate <laughs> and doubles. But I don't think it's over, Jim, and it shouldn't be over. What are you calling for here? How, how much? Oh. It's got to be some kind of suspension, yeah. not, not a fine. No fine. You can't be doing that. You get 100000 just by making round one of a Grand Slam. 
Right. So you, fines don't mean much to these guys. I've had a crack at the tennis officials early in 2022, haven't I? We all COVID. have. It's not just no, you. They've, they've been really good folly for us. Jeez. But come on, give me a number. Weeks, months, uh, years. I think it's – it's he. well, he got kicked out of the tournament, which was the right call. Does he does he get a ban of, of two or three events? I don't know. Six months. Wow. Two grand okay. slams for me. Right. Well, you're stronger than I am, Hayes. I couldn't make my mind up, but I just thought it was really poor. Alexander Zverev, pull your head in. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. Jimmy Williams, Paul Hayes, be with you. We'll be back soon. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Jimmy Williams, Paul Hayes will be with you. A very special guest in the studio with us, and I'll touch on that shortly. But, Hayes, there was some sad news during the week, of course. A former Wildcats owner, Jack Bendat, passing away. And although it was sad, it was, it's a chance for us to reflect on the golden moments that he gave to both Perth and Western Australia as a whole. Golden moments, opportunities as good as gold. McMahon, Beemore, one man who knows all about what Jack Bendat did for the Perth Wildcats uh, is their former captain, Damien Martin. Marto, welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. And can you just touch on what Jack Bendat meant to this state and, of course, the Perth Wildcats? Oh, just when I thought I'd had enough of you guys, five days consecutively, <laughs> first week on air with Hayes and you, Jimmy, and you've called me in on a Saturday. Oh, uh, look, no, it was. It has been a tough week. Everyone that got to know Jack got to see so many different sides to a very, very successful person. Uh, the guy that was ruthless on the court, demanding you be number one, to a compassionate, kind, and a ph- philanthropic, well, as big a philanthropist as anyone you'll meet in WA with the amount of money he's given. But a lot of golden moments. So I'll, I'll touch mainly on, on the basketball court ones. First and foremost, that first championship. It'd been 10 years in between championships for the Wildcats. And there we are at Challenge Stadium. The siren sounds. We embrace each other. The confetti's dropping. You look over there and the, and the owners have come out on court. And there's Jack getting the world's biggest bear hug from Galen Young. <laughs> now, Galen was our import that year, about 6 foot 8, 115, 120 kilos. And Galen's got caught up in the moment, giving him a bear hug, lifted him up, and we're all celebrating. This is great. Anyway, little do we know that Galen, in that bear hug, cracked three of his ribs. So, golden moment. Is that why Galen didn't last long at the Perth Wildcats? Uh, you said it, not me, but uh, his contract wasn't renewed. Uh, so that was the first one, that first title that he was a part of. And you got to remember, he bought it off. Andrew Vlahov and Luke Longley, you know, when it looked like the league as a whole was going backwards and instead, you know, a couple of seasons later we're winning a championship. He obviously did so much for the community, but can you just take us back behind closed doors about the attitude he had towards pushing the Wildcats to be the successful franchise that it has become? It doesn't matter if you ask a player, someone that worked in the front office, someone he met for two seconds that wanted to talk about the Wildcats. First thing he'll say to you is we're number one or we've got to be number one. And when I met him, I thought it was a joke at first. And then I realized, oh, no, the look he's giving me, he is dead serious right now. And that's every single player you ask, they'll say the first time they met Jack, one finger he put in the air and he said, you've got to be number one. And that was on the court and in the community. So he was just incredible. He pushed everyone to be the best version of themselves, whether it was with that competitive edge on the court or whether it was going and showing yourself as a person away from sport, in a hospital, out of school, whatever it may have been. And then how he treated the CEO, the board members. It's love-hate. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes people don't like being pushed to the extent he did, and that's probably why some guys only had shorter careers in a Wildcats jersey. But those who embraced the challenge, lived up to the responsibility of wearing the, the red jersey, you know, they call Perth home, they love the Wildcats, and they credit Jack with a lot of it. What about your personal relationship with him? I saw you post a tribute on social media. Uh, you were at the club for a very long time, and he was obviously the owner. What was it like being able to have that 
that friendship and that professional relationship with him for so long. Yeah, it was professional for a long time before it became a friendship just because you'd see him at every single home game. We'd have a little snippet with each other. He'd say how much we're going to win by. I'd tell him 20 or 30 and then I'd say, Jack, put a million on it and he'd laugh. I knew full <laughs> well he didn't. But, you know, I thought in case he does one time, maybe I'll get a, get a little bit of this. But he would just have a little laugh and then that would be it. Years later, though, uh, you know, the closer I got to retirement, the more I wanted to be able to pick his brain as a businessman. I started reading more and more about where his success came from, his background. And I thought, here I am with an opportunity to talk to one of the most successful business people in Western Australia. And I've never taken advantage of it. So I started to email him. And I know he was a very, very busy man, but there's not one email I ever sent him that he did not reply to. Wow. And I just, you know, they're the things that I'll probably think of the most is the personal touch and the effort he went to, to make sure that he got back to all my, what must have appeared like silly little business questions, but he got back to all of them. And it's worked out for you. Yeah, well, I've gone into the business world now. I'm not, I'm not saying it's worked out, but I'm in there. So, uh, <laughs> so far, so good. Thanks for coming in, Mato. My pleasure, guys. Golden Moments, McMahon. Has opportunities as good as gold? Visit careers.mcmahon.com.au. McMahon, be more. Rest in peace. Jack Bendat will be back soon. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Great to hear from former Wildcats star Damian Martin. And we've got some breaking news. Imagine the best DM breaker, the world's best rock breakers. Hey, speaking to a waffle official today, it is already happening. There are COVID cases within some clubs. Uh, I've had that confirmed off the record. So pretty interesting stuff. Uh, imagine being a player in that scenario would be sort of daunting because you don't want to get COVID, but at the same time, you don't want to get to round one and then have to miss. No, it's probably better to get it early, isn't it? We're up to a 1,000 cases a day now here in Perth, and it's going to be challenging. I think the AFL are going to get through. They're pretty mm. strong on their commitment that they're not going to stop for anyone. You've got to get your players, find them from somewhere else, your top-up list. The Waffle League will get through. Mm. The Waffle Reserves... I'm not sure. Yeah, that's but, that, that's the competition that's going to be affected, yeah. isn't it? Because, of course, you're going to have a lot of people out there in the workplace that are going to get COVID, that play in the waffle. The AFL players can protect themselves a bit, but they're going to require their whole list, 50. And, uh, you know, on some occasions, they could have up to 10 players missing. And the Colts will get through as well because they can have 60 players, particularly when they start their preseason. So they'll find numbers very, very challenging. But as I've stated many times throughout the week, that I reckon the AFL clubs over in the East are positioned better than the mm -hmm. West Coast Eagles and the Dockers because COVID's been through their groups. And, you know, there is this thought process that once you've got it, you're going to be okay or it's going to be really mild after that. But we could see in a week or two or three, just when the season starts, five Dockers, five Eagles miss one day. The next day, there could be another six. So all of a sudden, that could drag out over a period of two, three, four weeks where you've got players out for a week, which has an effect. But, of course, the real effect is not playing with five or six of your best players from week to week. It's going to be a challenge for every club. But, as you say, it will be a challenge for the clubs here, especially with the travel, especially with the West Coast Eagles injury list looking the way it looks. It's going to be a really challenging 2022 for them if they can't get some luck. And the Gold Coast Suns were pretty good. That's a massive game now, isn't it? Round one. One, you looked at that and you go, okay, West Coast, mm. they get a bit of relief. But what I do know about Gold Coast, they love the summer. They are really good at the start of a season. Then they have dropped away traditionally. So if they come here and they had a good win against Port Adelaide yesterday, if they come with the right attitude, beat the West Coast Eagles, just imagine that. The West Coast Eagles on the back of a nightmare off season, lose round one, whew, could make it a long season. You've been in the coaching caper, Hayes. Is there much pressure on Stewie Jew? It seems like there's all this noise about his role because Alistair Clarkson might come out of retirement and be the person that 
ends up coaching the Gold Coast Suns. How would you be if you were Stewie Jew? Has to be, but you don't think about that. He's had a good amount of time, and he'd just be focused on this team. Do they need to play finals? Maybe not, but they need to get at least 10 wins, and they need to m- reduce the difference between their best and their worst. That's been the concern. They've started seasons well, and then obviously they've been blown off the park. They don't have Ben King already. So there's, that your, hurts. there's your key player, mm. your marquee player. He could be on the move at the end of the year. That makes it harder. But the one thing about Alistair Clarkson, he coached Stuart Jew. They would have a friendship. He's not going to go for that job until he knows that Stewie Jew has been sacked on his own accord by the club before he steps in. Tell you who I am looking forward to that plays for the Suns is Jeremy Sharp. I've seen some yep. clips of him coming out of the Suns. He's a West Aussie boy. He looks like he's going to take a another step this year, and I hope he goes really well. Some other news in the footy world uh, pertaining to the media haze. Eddie Maguire will no longer be a part of Fox Footy for this year, so he's taking a backward step. So he won't be commentating. He won't be presenting. Eddie everywhere, not a part of Fox Footy in 22. And given your performance today, oh, does that mean, geez. does that mean, Jimmy, you could could slip into the Fox footy uh, group. Oh, I'd love to do it one day, but uh, Eddie, Eddie's got the runs on the board. He's a magnificent human being who works really hard. So someone to look up to and idolize Hayes. And who knows, maybe one day down the track. That's all we've got time for. Imagine the best DM breaker distributors of the world's best rock breakers. DMbreaker.com.au. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hayes, we will be back with you next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.